In death's dark veil I fear no ill, with thee, dear Lord, beside me. A moment's pause. Stirring words. In death's dark veil. He took a long breath as if to steady himself. Cyrus Mayer was a great man. A great man and a great Iranian. A man of courage, honor, and fine sensibility. A man who has left behind him a legacy that will outlive us all. I am honored to have known him. Karzai continued in this vein for a little while, full of fine words, before turning down the rhetoric and sketching his relationship with his friend. They had met at a sale of pre-Islamic art over twenty years earlier, at the tail end of that foul war between Iran and Iraq, and had talked about the twin perils of war and ideology that then endangered the most precious artifacts of ancient Persia. A mutually beneficial professional bond had resulted, by which Karzai seemed to mean that Mayer, through his dealership, had sourced antiques for him throughout the Middle East, so that over time the two men had grown closer, dealer and client had become friends, and when Karzai had set up his foundation, Mayer had been the natural choice to be its head. For a decade now, under his courageous leadership, the Karzai Foundation for the Preservation of Persian Art had been a source of hope for all those who would see truth and beauty triumph over violence and oppression. Webster was half impressed, half wary. For all its sentimentality and the odd moment of bombast, this was an elegant speech, as effortless and steady as the man's promenade through the church half an hour earlier. But Karzai had the statesman's assumption of authority, and to Webster looked like his least favorite kind of client, the kind that wholly believes what he says. Cyrus Mayer, then, Karzai went on, was a great man, a man of principles in a world that has eroded them, a man who stood for something. He paused. Something important. Looking around the church and up at the vaulted ceiling, as if drawing inspiration from the gods, he took another long breath, and when he spoke again, there was a new intensity in his face. It has been two months since my friend Cyrus was murdered, since he was brutally taken in the country of his birth, which, despite everything, he continued to love. As many here still love it. As I still love it. And still we do not know who killed him. Still we do not know why it was done. The Iranian government will not tell us, though I believe they know only too well, for they have long ago forgotten the value of a human life. They say that he was smuggling, that he was murdered by his criminal friends. This, everyone here knows, is a nonsense. Cyrus was a defender of beauty and of truth, and in today's Iran, to defend those things will get you killed. A land of ancient poetry has been destroyed, and its rulers become mere peddlers of terror and hatred, and above all, fear. But I will tell you this, friends of Cyrus, friends of mine. He paused once more, 
and in that moment the zeal in his eyes seemed to glow through the mask. Cyrus Mayer did not die in vain. Cyrus Mayer stood for something, and his life meant something. Something beautiful and true, and, yes, worth dying for. For Cyrus, the veil of death will not be dark. Karzai bowed his head for a second, and when he looked up again, Webster thought he could make out a tear glistening in his eye. If this was all performance, he was some performer. Outside, London was warm and bright with the evening sun, and the noise of Trafalgar Square an assault after the peace of the church. Webster and Hammer were among the last to emerge into the crowd gathered on the great broad steps. And